0: Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast, brought to you by Mountaintop Data. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Lokesh Dave of Lyft about uh, ABM for targeting SMBs. A lot of acronyms today, so account-based marketing for small to medium businesses. Not if you are one, although we'll, we'll get into that as well, but uh, if, if that's your target audience. So Lokesh is a, uh, ex-programmer, and that is Lokesh. It's not Dave. His name is Lokesh Dave. I know as a data person, that's going to drive me nuts. So I'm just going to get that out of the way now, Lokesh. Um, you are really messing with our, uh, our AI for identifying names with, with that name, but he's an uh, ex programmer. He worked at companies like Microsoft and Zynga for, for nearly 15 years. And uh, there he was learning to build large systems that scale to millions of users. And uh, he's now, the founder over at Enlift, and he's he's looking to leverage his um, the power basically of big data and AI to transform how B two B companies go to market. So love the B two B all over in there. We're all about B two B marketing here. Lokesh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. So topic today, let's jump right into it. There's always a lot to talk about with uh, with account based marketing. Account based marketing for targeting SMBs. It seems counterintuitive in that account-based marketing typically is a technique for saying let's target your your largest your best largest potential client accounts i guess if someone's target audience is smb specifically um they can't say now let's do abm on enterprise um but how does this work what's the point in the the in the smb focus specifically
1: Yeah, that's a great place to start, Sky. So, I mean, if you look at the best sellers throughout the history, um, what they do really well is understand the needs of the customers, uh, understand them deeply, and then are able to convey value to them in a way which is personalized so that they can sell their product. Uh, ABM is just a fancy way to to sort of term, to say something which has been existing forever. now, if you if you look at enterprise sales, uh, just historically, as I said, being account based, um, it does involve high touch. It involves longer sales cycles. The so needs are complex. You have to work with you know buyers who are part of a committee, um, and it requires the salesperson to invest time in building a relationship, trust, and so on. So it's a hands-on approach. Now, why would you not want to use the same approach for SMB? Going back to the core of being a good salesperson is understanding the needs, being able to convey the value in a way which you know resonates with with the buyer. Um, and wouldn't it be fantastic if you were able to offer the same service at scale for SMBs?
0: It would, but I'm going to jump in and be devil's advocate, yeah. and I'm sure this is what kind of the probably your company is based on um, overcoming this this idea. The whole point with account-based marketing is these clients are valuable enough to apply this much attention to them. A small company that's not going to give you the same return, you don't have the ROI to do all the account-based marketing stuff unless there's some sort of a uh, technological... I mean, that's kind of what account-based marketing is saying. Here's the thing that used to be done only for extremely large companies, and now technology is allowing you to do it in new ways to other audiences for marketing not just sales. So so what about overcoming the ROI gap kind of with small to medium how is it economically makes sense to uh, to carry out the high cost ABM to them.
1: Yeah. So uh, first of all and that's a great point as well but first of all SMBs are a very large addressable market. So collectively say you know half of the US workforce is working for across tens of millions of SMBs, right? So they represent tremendous amount of purchasing power, buying power um, in in hundreds of billions of dollars. So it's a market obviously worth going after. There's great companies like HubSpot or Intuit or, you know, so on, which have built a large business, a lot of value by targeting SMBs. Um, So when you look at the ROI, uh, it goes into, to looking at the collective you know the volume which is available to 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 buy a lot of your product, uh, and the key is can you make some of the approaches you have which work for enterprises work in a more economical way can you work them make at scale where you're not paying as much in terms of customer acquisition cost So and if you can able-
0: execute if you can execute ABM at half the cost, then you can target accounts you can target companies that would have half the customer lifetime value effectively
1: uh, i think that's a good way to put it except i'd say probably it will be not even half it would have to be one tenth of the cost in many cases because of of the volume you, you see within smb all
0: right so i mean is that the the answer here to how can you execute High cost, typically, account-based marketing to SMBs profitably is that it, it's not as high cost. <laughs> We've reduced the cost on it.
1: Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's just that, but I think it's a, it's a good way to sort of start, which is how can you replicate the effects of ABM or, or how can you re- yeah, replicate you know, the, the impact of what an ABM-based approach can be for SMB, but uh, at a margin of that cost. That doesn't mean you just replay everything and make it work for cheap, because I think the the audience is different when you're selling to enterprise versus SMB. There are certain inherent differences where you're, the, the processes, the tactics, the tooling needs to be different as well.
0: I suppose it might be simpler sometimes to target SMB because you're not having to target as many decision makers. Like there's not as many, you might just have one person that you contact and they make the decision versus a whole chain, a whole group of people that you have to juggle.
1: Yeah. I mean, Um, that's, I would say one of the reasons where SMBs, you know, in terms of the differences, uh, typically the owner is going to be involved or, you know, it's easy to find the, the, the purchasing decision. The decision-making is simpler, is faster. The sales cycles are shorter as well. On the other hand, as you're highlighting, they don't. Buy as much, uh, you see more churn on the SMB side as well, right? So there are definitely a lot of sort of pros and cons uh, available. But in my mind, it's a very underserved market. Hmm.
0: Is this so the kind of account based marketing you're talking about? Is this like an ABM light? Is it a different version of account based marketing for SMBs? Like what's different and in, and in, in how are we pulling this off?
1: Yeah. And, and that kind of starts going into the maybe the guts of what approach we have, how we think about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so one of the things I was highlighting was, I think we were talking about the pros and cons of going after SMBs, you we were highlighting that, uh, you know, the decision maker uh, typically is is more, more accessible, which is true. Uh, and there's some other differences, which are are important to understand when you think about building an approach around abm for smb so as i was mentioning that uh, while the decision makers uh, uh, the the line of decision making is simpler you still have to sell to an organization it is different than selling um, to consumers sky before i answer your question maybe one thing I'll, I'll want to share is you know we talked about enterprise right which is well understood you know it's it's the sales approach which works really well there on the other hand, there's also consumers. When you're selling B2C, I would say there's high degree of sophistication there as well. That's also very well understood. You know, you can have programmatic ways, low-touch ways, either using you know, uh, solutions like Google Ads or Facebook or using the power of a brand to get consumers uh, to buy your product. Um, and what I'd highlight is that it's... Um, while both of these extremes are well understood, SMB, mid-market is just not a mix of both. It's not like you can take the best of both worlds and apply them. Uh, With SMB, you are still focusing on an organization. You can't target individuals. Uh, Organizations are just more complex than individuals. So you you still have to kind of go through some of the things which you do um, when you target enterprises. Um, And so one of the ways I think you can really help here. And I know that your company, I've seen that, you know, you focus on providing uh, data and intelligence on companies. And I think that's a really good starting point, being able to differentiate between, within the SMB world by having more facets, more information on them.
0: Yeah. We have a uh, ABM data checklist um, for, for people looking to do ABM. And one of the things that always jumps out to me is uh, in the data industry, people will sometimes ask for one contact per company because they don't want a bunch of contacts. And I, I used to to um, train and manage our sales team. And I remember telling them all the time, like, look, yes, we want people to buy more data, but we actually want it to be good for them. So this isn't just a self-serving, do you want to supersize this? It's if you get one contact at the company, the odds it's the right person, the odds they'll be responsive, the odds it's like, you, you really should have as many of the right type of contacts as possible. Uh, and this is kind of pre-ABM, but it's the same general concept of you, you need to be touching everybody you can within the decision-making group in your general marketing even.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and so for us, Sky, uh, where we start in terms of supporting ABM at scale is at the top of the funnel, Uh, the use cases around account selection either for running campaigns or you know um, it could be many things and within that the starting point is understanding the ideal customer profile how can you describe the ideal customer profile let us allow you to connect with them at scale right if you were targeting Tech companies in SMB, there's a million of them uh, in U.S. only, which will describe themselves as being in computer software. You can go into NAICS and so on, but they're within tech. That's too big of a market to go after would be literally spray and pray. Um, And so, but then we'd come to you and we'd talk to you about, let's understand your ideal customer profile um, in a better way. And this is where we start bringing in machine learning AI when appropriate. If you have enough history, we can learn from your existing customers to to do lookalike modeling and find as well. So are you saying
0: to people, okay, you're doing ABM now, what about doing it to not just enterprise, but SMB also, or is this topic, ABM for targeting SMB, more of a, if your ideal target audience is SMB, here's how ABM fits for that audience or is this kind of a both situations thing
1: Yeah so I think your question was uh, is is our, our customer typically trying to go from enterprise to SMB or they already have a product for SMB and they they want to use sort of you know ABM type approaches and it's more of the latter although we we do have a, a mix of both we we do have customers who are going downstream from selling to enterprises but uh, a lot of them actually are going the other direction where they have had very strong product led growth. Uh, it's very organic. It's inbound. Um, and now they are looking to go and cr- run outbound, uh, create an outbound engine at scale uh, still within SMB segment.
0: Right. I always feel like inbound means you've gotten lucky and you're not really marketing yet. Um, or you made a great product. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say got lucky, yeah. but uh... You know, when when people show up and you don't have to do anything, that's uh, you've got something nice going on, but you're also not actually marketing then.
1: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after you can unwind using their free high speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com.
0: Okay, so it kind of fits both of those models, I guess. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of it. Like, what's different? What is the, when you say ABM for targeting SMB, is it just saying, hey, why not do this also? Or are there some key differences in the ABM for SMB versus a larger enterprise audience?
1: Yeah, so one of the key difference is that you really have to apply an approach which works with um, a cohort or a cluster. So, you know, if you are going after an enterprise, you're Bob, you know, and you are selling to a large enterprise, you know, your choice, it could be American Express, Nike, Cisco. You will go and understand all the stakeholders. You'll meet with them. You'll understand their needs and so on. Now take Bob who's targeting SMB. That really doesn't scale, that's not an option. What you want to be able to do is within the SMB market, see if you can find clusters or segments of companies which have common patterns or characteristics. It could be that they are using a competition of yours, or they have certain workloads they are using and they're getting ready to move out of them because those are legacy workloads. I'm making up these examples, right? Right. But you you want to be able to apply these standard patterns across groups, and then you want to have scalable ways of engaging with them uh, throughout the sales process.
0: So you're really saying, we're not going to do all of SMB or all of your SMB target audience. The first step is going to be to look for a segment that's particularly good to focus the ABM on within that, particularly likely to, to buy. It sounds like.
1: Yes. I think it is key to be able to find, I would say not a single segment, but the segments, the, the ones where you see higher propensity for a fit because a lot of ABM within SMB is a needle in a haystack type right. problem. There's
0: so many of them. You have plenty to throw out. You're basically saying, hey, let's get rid of the ones that are less likely to close. That'll increase the value of our ABM and make it, again, more economical to, to carry this technique out to this audience.
1: Exactly. So I would say that's like, you know, the the foundational layer, the pillar there. And then the second uh, the you know, area, the second principle we apply is that when you're reaching out to them, you you already want to have reasonable understanding of their needs, because this is where it's not scalable. If you have to go and have a series of meetings to understand what's going on, it doesn't work. But if you have intelligence on those accounts, if you know they're using the cloud, are they using Google or AWS or Azure, are they using Salesforce or HubSpot? Since when they are using it, do they have certain integrations in place? Do they have certain people, certain roles? Having that at your sort of fingertips allows you to get a a head start. You can qualify or disqualify a lot more efficiently.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Now, something I'm going to want to get into here, we're going to take a break in just a minute, but um, let's preload what we're going to talk about after the break. We're going to talk about you, uh, Lokesh. We're going to, get deeper into your name and why you intentionally had such a database breaking name, but um, (laughs) what your company does there. And I think this will be a good transition into kind of uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys do a lot of AI um, type work around identifying these target companies for this, this type of marketing. Is that correct? That is right. Okay. Excellent. So after the break, There'll be a lot of ai talk and it sounds like a lot of my probing questions early on trying to understand how does this work how does this work um could have been answered probably by we use ai to do this stuff at scale because with the smbs you're dealing with a ton more companies right so there's um to have a human filter through it like you might with enterprise account-based marketing is just it's a there's too much data to filter through to narrow down to the target audience so That's right. you guys come in with AI and help narrow down and find that premium section of the audience. Is that correct?
1: That is correct.
0: Okay. Awesome. I, I feel like um, I feel like that Saturday Night Live skit where I'm just feeding you things like, remember that time you did that <laughs> thing? That was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> my, what I'm saying is my interview skills are terrible right now. We better get to break before I get any worse. Um, so, after the break, we're going to talk about uh, in Lyft and and kind of what you guys do and how you execute AI to uh, to pull off this account based marketing for uh, small to medium businesses. Are you looking for new leads or always in need of quality contacts for your marketing campaigns? But list companies and online tools are the worst, right? Well, then you've got to check out Top Data Search by Mountain Top Data. At Mountaintop Data, we're a team of weird people that actually like getting our hands dirty with sales and marketing data, and we specialize in business contact information. We compile and maintain a database of tens of millions of targeted, high-quality business decision makers with emails, phone numbers, mailing address, and all the information you need. Go to topdatasearch.com and request a free account with the promo code IYM1000, like If You Market, the podcast here. And get a free account with unlimited searches, no seat fees, and 1,000 free record download credits. That's topdatasearch.com. Welcome back to the If You Market podcast. We got uh, Lokesh Dave here, founder and CEO at Enlift. And uh, Lokesh, I want to jump into you, your story, um, where you came from, how you got here, your background working with companies like microsoft um all that kind of stuff but let's go way back first and back to where does the name lokesh come from where are you from originally
1: originally from india
0: and how did you get the name dave
1: so to make things even a little bit more confusing for you uh this is a name which is pronounced as the back in (laughs) india i don't know why they spell it as Dave, but I I wouldn't be surprised if the first Dave was born before the first Dave Lord. out there. That sounds, uh, when you say
0: that, it's actually pronounced Dave. It sounds like a, a pretentious person here in California would say that. Actually, I'm not Dave Smith. It's Dave Smythe. Thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very comfortable with Dave, and I'm used to being called that.
0: I'm used to being called Scott because people can't wrap their heads around a guy named Sky. So I get it. Okay. Lokesh Dave, Um, I'll have to work with my database people on how to identify (laughs) how to not swap your name around when our when our system sees it and and think it's uh, supposed to be Dave Lokesh. That's
1: right. Let's let's
0: jump into your story.
1: Yes. So by training, I was an engineer. I was an engineer, sort of electronics. uh, You know, more on the hardware side. Um, And when I was about about to graduate, I got into software. I really liked programming. Um, went to graduate school here in US actually in LA um, and uh, um, got my degree in, in you know programming computer software I ended up joining Microsoft out of school what
0: year are we talking about there
1: uh, close to 2000
0: about 2000. okay great time yeah. for that excellent
1: yeah it was perfect time it was I think uh, a lot of innovation happening and you know well it, it's been a great time the last you know uh, 20 years um, and so I joined Microsoft as an intern, went back there, uh, going from LA to Seattle. I just loved the change in scenery, the mountains, the, uh, the lakes here, and, and it's been home for me since then. But going back to my background, uh, I got very lucky working with some incredibly sort of smart people at Microsoft. Very early on, I was part of the team within you know the Windows operating system that was building the first version of the backend, which would keep all the machines updated. You know, it's Windows update. Uh, this is hundreds of millions of PCs mm. on the planet. I was all worried you were going to say
0: you're involved in Windows Paperclip, and then the audience was going to hate you. Yeah. You're done.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? That was a great product. It was way ahead of its time. Maybe too far uh, <laughs> ahead, though. It's become a joke. It was way too far ahead. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was half joking there as well. Although
0: it's come up before... Um we talk about windows paperclip on the show and half the listeners probably don't listen. What's, what are you talking about windows? It's before their time. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, It failed miserably. Having said that it was as a concept, something which, you know, was clearly ahead of its time. And you, you see that now with AI and things like CD and Alexa, you know, uh, uh, a system which can understand and respond to your needs. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But going back to myself, I, I, said I I was able to be part of teams where I was able to see and learn how they built systems at scale. And I really got intrigued by that. I started um, liking that. I did that over a few groups, teams. Um, And I got a kick out of seeing how you build some complex systems, but it can help solve needs in simple ways. And specifically, I really enjoyed when I saw the impact to end users. And so at some point I just knew I had to build my own company Um, and then um, a few years back uh, I just took the plunge.
0: Did you know you had to build your own company before you knew you had an idea or did you have the idea and and know eventually you're going to have to do this?
1: Uh, No, it was, I just knew I had to build a company and I did something which I would not recommend to anyone. I left my job one day, came home and said, you know, I, I kind of, my wife knew uh, this has been, you know, I had this itch for a while, so, and I had her support, but uh, I said, I'm going to do something and I'm not sure what. Uh, <laughs> you and locked it's, it's yourself in your thing. room
0: until you had an idea.
1: Um, well, it took a year, actually. I, I had a couple of things I tried, uh, each one of them went up to a certain point and then didn't work out. Uh, the first one didn't go far. The second one, we ended up actually building a product, having some early customers some sales, but I starting to realize that that's not what I wanted. And in the end, it was more than a year, year and a half before I, I really started what is now in
0: Okay. And then for the customers, um, for the customers, wow, jumping ahead, uh, for, <laughs> for the listeners, <laughs> what does in do? What do you guys do there?
1: Yeah. At a very high level, we help B2B sales and marketing be more efficient. Um, it's very high level. But what we really help you do is discover accounts that are more likely to buy your product and give you insights on why are they more likely to buy your product so that you can go to them with a better pitch and have higher chance of converting them.
0: Is that specifically for account-based marketing or for anything in account-based marketing is just kind of one of the applications?
1: It's... Uh, for anything. Uh, if you go to our website and you look at our homepage, I don't think we talk about account-based marketing anywhere on the homepage or so on. It is a bit of a buzzword, but as, as an approach, we feel it's a, it's a great way to think about sales and marketing. And as I was highlighting earlier, feel that that's an approach which is hard to make it work on SMB when you're going after an SMB audience. So that is where I, I would say we have a very strong fit. But we don't go in and position ourselves as we are an ABM solution. You know, we help you in general with your sales and marketing efforts.
0: Right. But your particular technique with the AI, and we mentioned this before the break, seems to then enable AMB, basically taking this large SMB market that you're trying to target and distilling it down to the target accounts that, account-based marketing would be useful for or practical at that level to an account-based marketing size target audience.
1: That is correct. Um, and so Sky, if I can elaborate there, there's like three use cases of the platform we have. Um, and the first one is more of the top of the funnel, so typical marketing use case, which is finding accounts, account selection, discovery, you might call it targeting. Uh, and, and what we have is a proprietary database, a real-time database. We call it the end company graph. This is very rich information on global organizations, which we see as having b to be buying power. Uh, and not just basic formographic information, but we understand them in terms of what's the technology adoption. Are they moving to the cloud? Are they deprecating certain workloads? How much is the usage and so on? So all of that information goes into serving the first use case, which is, Let's help you find your ideal customer profile.
0: Not just find the profile, but find the companies within the profile. Because some people say, oh, I know who my ideal customer profile is now. I just don't know who they are. Like, I know what they look like. Now I have to go out and find them. You guys are kind of doing both. You're saying we can not only help you narrow it down, um, but also then say, and here are the exact companies that, that are within that audience
1: that's exactly right it, it is the, the, the objective is to find the companies which match the profile not just help you understand the profile right um, but the second uh, you know think of it as a module or the the scenario we support is to use a machine learning ai based approach where the the fundamental premise is that your ideal customer profile is not the static you know set of criteria it is evolving it is changing and you need a learning based system which can help refine and understand it better over time, you're selling to more and more customers every quarter, every month. Your ideal customer profile is changing, your product's changing, the market's changing. So instead of just having one static view and finding companies which match that, we have a system where this is where the machine learning and the feedback loop comes in that we, we anchor to your CRM, to wherever your system of record is. And we automatically sync information from there. Based on that, the machine learning models are finding patterns, and predicting who's likely to buy, you know, your product, and that system keeps improving over time. Um, and then I would say the third module is, it's not just enough to be able to. This is where sales and marketing alignment really comes in. You could say, here's companies which match your ideal customer profile. But why is that the case? If you give it in the hands of a seller, how is Bob going to know why is this a good fit? What should I have? You know, what's my conversation with them? So we also provide these rich insights on every account. Is there buying intent? Uh, Do they have presence of a certain technology? Is it a competition and so Hmm. on? So kind of going- So you say, here's the
0: companies and each company you can look at it and it'll tell you, here's, here's why for this, which may be different from why for this and this and this and this. They each have their own kind of reason they- they should be a good target. That's right. That's correct. Okay. And that's, I I mean, I guess in a nutshell, that's what Enlift does. Those three, you said there's those three services. Do those work? I mean, is that like a a cascading service? Are they, I'm going to, is it a menu where you say, I want to use Enlift for this, but not that. Um, What's, how does that work?
1: Yeah. They're consolidated together. It is, there's a, typically a progression in terms of how you use it, but they are not different add-ons or they're just bundled as a service where you have a marketing persona or sales operation, somebody who's looking at scales, somebody who's looking at the the market um, and they'll, they'll build top of the funnel and the same solution then allows you to have it extended in segments to your sales team, either through integrations to the platform. So we have various ways and then the seller within the same platform can get the insights. Now we have certain customers who use us more for the sales use case, which is getting deep insights. We have some customers who, you know, get more value from the marketing use case, but it's the same platform which uh, is available to everyone.
0: Nice. So, So you guys have, I mean, we here have this ABM data checklist saying here's for all the levels of your data, your internal data you already have collecting new data. So you guys have bringing connecting this back to account based marketing because you're not an ABM company it's just your process tends to enable it specifically for SMB you make it practical to target the SMB and if i'm getting something wrong correct me i'm kind of recapping for the audience um you get your it's really about the targeting the the right companies that we're working on here and it seems you have a a process kind of like our our checklist for people looking to do account based marketing for for creating and identifying these uh, the companies for them. And then the account-based marketing part is up to them. You guys aren't providing those specific services. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So what we also have, I mean, the way we offer our services through it's a SaaS product. It's got front end, you log in, it's different personas. Um, and one clarification I would say highlight is that the targeting use case, the discovery of Companies matching your profile. We have a stronger fit when you're targeting SMB. But we have also many customers which are focusing on enterprises, which do use us for getting deep account insights. So you Mm -hmm. might be just targeting Fortune 100 companies, but each of the company, we can tell you the IT stack, the maturity and the IT spend and so on. So we have customers who use us for that. So it's the enterprise account-based marketing use case. Are you saying better fit
0: Um, for SMB companies? Is that just because when you're talking about AI, you need so many data points and you're just more likely to have enough data points on a much larger audience like that.
1: That's right. When you're targeting a very large audience, you need more data, more insights to create separation, right? Going back to the point I think you were making earlier, you want to avoid the ones which are unlikely to buy when you have such a large audience and you want to find the right clusters where there is a need. And that's where the the insights and the AI and the learning comes in.
0: All right. And then uh, brings me back to kind of one of my original thoughts on this topic. Is there a size for the listeners here where it doesn't make sense for a company to use this type of service? Is there like, I mean, we're talking about everything from somebody selling hot dogs from a street cart, you know, through to. Now we're talking about B2B marketing here, so maybe that's not quite a great example, uh, but through to the uh, a very large company that targets SMBs with their product, is there a space where people shouldn't be looking to do this, where it doesn't make sense to do this kind of process?
1: Um, I would say that ABM in general as a principle uh, predominantly makes sense in most cases. Whether you need a tool like Lift or not, uh, I think there are certain cases where it, it, it is not needed, it's overkill. And so let's take two examples. If you're selling a, a make it up, a contract management system for just financial firms, which are in Fortune 100 companies, right? Very specific need. You don't need a solution like and lift to figure out who those are. There's ways to just go and be able to find that. You don't need an AI to tell you. Basically, you've already you know, that your target
0: audience is already narrowed down enough that it's not necessary. That's right.
1: That's right. Um, and, and it is just over optimization to try to get a system to tell you that, or you can just go and figure that out. On the other hand, if you're selling a solution, like some of our customers, they sell CRM for SMB, or they sell an email solution or a backup solution, every company which has some technology footprint probably could get value from an antivirus solution or a a backup or security solution. How do you go about doing that? If you want to go and offer an antivirus and anti-spam solution, every dentist office, every company which has a few computers, every restaurant which has a system probably might be a good fit, right? Just a very, very large number of companies to go after and this is where you can log into our system if you have a history of companies which are using your product we can narrow it down to the ones which are more likely to you know uh, buy if typically once you use email and a database you're more likely to use let's say a backup solution we we can learn that and understand that and figure out companies which are in the journey their maturity of of needing a solution like that
0: so it seems like you're saying um, it seems like you're saying really, if you have a very large audience, but maybe your product is difficult to sell, where it's not an impulse buy, you're not going to have a software as a service funnel where you just put it in front and a percentage are going to buy, but it's going to take a little more sales, almost like an enterprise sale. There's some sort of hurdle to overcome. Maybe it's a um, you know, trust in your industry or something like that. So you need this more involved sales process but you have this very large audience. So going in and and doing an involved sales process on each one is a waste of time and you don't, you really need to narrow it down with ABM or you really need ABM, but the audience is too large to be practical. You And you want to somehow narrow that down.
1: Uh, I would say, Sky, that I wouldn't say that is a requirement that, it's it's not necessarily that your sales process is very complicated or there's there's just inherent friction in there you could have a an easy somebody could go to their website and sign up very quickly type of a product as well but as you are saying you have to be very lucky to get somebody to visit your website you still need to create a way for them to get eyeballs on your product and once they get to your website you you have a simpler funnel right like they convert but Who do you reach out to so that you can get the eyeballs? What is the message you send to them? It's still super expensive to go to each and every company within SMB and say, hey, check out my product. You you want to still find the right segments. Another
0: day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading
1: the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're
0: we're coming up on the end here. I want to give a chance for anything that we've missed, basically, that you want to make sure the audience knows about this particular technique for targeting. and, And really, because it's so relevant to the topic about your company um, what you guys do and how people can check you out uh, this will be in the show notes and I'll, and I'll mention all uh, where they can go in a minute but for people wondering okay if I want to check out and lift um, you know how how do does this even start do you guys have just a simple page where people can go and see what this what this does and wrap their head around it sign up and and try it a trial that kind of stuff
1: yeah, we, we you know, if you check us out at enlyft.com, E-N-L-Y-F-T.com, um, we give you a good idea about what our platform can do, which needs we can meet. We do have uh, a free plugin available to start. If you want to just start getting a sense a flavor of what we have to offer, you want to start checking out what kind of information we have on some accounts, you can go to the Chrome Web Store or the Edge Web Store and, you know, search for nlyft and you can uh, see certain tools which are available for free. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have a large addressable market and have specific needs, uh, my team would love to be able to talk to you and see if there is a way for us to help you.
0: So we're saying the final step of, of the three things you guys do there was pushing the information. And listeners are saying, yeah, but what information? Obviously, you're having things like company name and domain basic company information, but you're saying you guys have beyond information intelligence there on why this company that can also be pushed and and they can kind of see some examples of that.
1: That's correct. Yeah, we have uh, more than 15,000 technologies and products and growing uh, and the usage and adoption of those technologies uh, and when and where and so on. So a lot of depth there. We have funding information. We have buying intent. Are these companies in the buying cycle? And, and a lot more.
0: So a lot of technographics, intent data, and other kinds of magical stuff to help people know if a company is a good target for them. Sounds like not just in general, it's not a static target, it's is a good target for them right now.
1: That's right. It's a good target for them right now. And as their needs change, as their business changes, their product has more adoption, how does how does the targeting change? It automatically adapts to that as well. Excellent. All
0: right. So that's in uh, lift.com. That'll be in the show notes, enlyft.com com. Also have, uh, we'll give a link to your LinkedIn profile. Is that the best place for people to find you if they want to reach out to you, uh, Lokesh?
1: Yeah, either my LinkedIn profile or they can reach me at, at enlyft.com. Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> we won't put the email in the show notes so people don't scrape it and you don't start get have to change your email. But um, you've got his email there as well. And, uh, hey, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you for coming on, Lokesh. And uh, the show notes for the show, of course, on ifumarket.com. And uh, please keep spreading the word about the show to your colleagues and and friends. And uh, on behalf of the If You Market team and Lokesh Dave and Lyft. Wait, I got to get that right at least once. Come on. (laughs) And Lokesh uh, Dave, is that right? That is right. Okay, and yeah. Lucas Davé of Enlift, Thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with ABM, they will come.